As the world shut down last spring, the sudden stuck-at-homedness of our situation hit people a little differently. You had the organizing enthusiasts and the DIYers tackling their to-do lists, the news fiends glued to their TVs for the latest stats and earth-shattering bits of information, hoping to find some sense to make of it. That's the category I fell into. You had the people who pretended it was actually just a fun little staycation. These people probably also thought the video of celebrities singing Imagine was a good idea. The people who couldn't stay home and had to go into their essential jobs every day, possibly putting themselves and their families at risk so the rest of us could get the health care, the groceries, the information, the safety they provided. It was a nice sentiment at the time to say we were all in this together, but we never really were. Everyone again, experienced it a little bit differently, with a wide, wide range of emotions. Unless, unless you were a dog. I mean, if you were a dog, what was not to love, especially in those first few surprise weeks of everybody home? More walking time, more snacks falling to the floor, more pets and more smooches and more sniffs. Our humans, they're home just all the time. Dogs were the only real winners here, you guys. Dogs, in 2020, were having the time of their dang lives. Well, today on Avi Eats St. Louis, we have got the zoomies. The kind you get when you've been a very good boy watching mommy sit at her desk all day in the same clothes she wore to bed. And you just gotta wanna wound about it since you can't tell anybody about it. You just have so much energy. And the kind of zoomies you get from a strong cup of coffee, which I may or may not have had this morning. We've gotten through the last year on caffeine and cuddles, and we found a place bringing the two together the Wagamama coffee shop. It spiraled into like, now, you know, I'm the dog crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell you how the local business owner learned some new tricks during the pandemic and why she thinks dogs are a part of our morning routine here to stay. There's lots of cleaning that definitely happens here. But um, I mean, we had to work with the health department before we opened. We had the idea and then obviously we had to like go and pitch that to them to make sure that it would even be approved in the city before we went down that road plus your Mardi Gras and Valentine's Day weekend planner. What's a job you do all the time but don't get paid for? For example, I probably should have insurance pay my best friend for also being my therapist, along with my actual therapist. My cousin is always giving everyone cooking lessons because she just really knows what she's doing. Parents, your list is probably long if you include all the chauffeuring, the tutoring, the health consulting. I wish I could charge myself and then get paid for all the cleaning I do of my own home. But if I made even a dollar off every photo shoot I took of my pups, Mia and Ronnie, I mean, I'd still do this podcast, but that's probably the only work I'd do, and I would get paid well. Well, Lynn Terry was getting paid to take pictures of pets dream job, right? The South City photographer snaps all sorts of things, but pet photography kind of became her thing about 15 years ago. Everyone knows me for that. That's what I do. Um, and so I started thinking about, um, well, and as much as I love photography, um, it <laughs> it's starting to physically hurt as I get older. And I was just kind of like, 
what am I going to do here long-term? What do, I don't know if I have 20 more years in this industry. This is tough to roll around and jump around on the floor and try to like photograph dogs constantly. Right. Cause I have to imagine, I mean, I have a camera roll full of dog pictures here and the number of times I've been like waving my arms around frantically, yeah. you're, you're snapping, <laughs> you're making the noises. So yeah, that's got to take a toll if you're doing that for yeah. a living. Yes. As I, as it's like, I, I, I used to do these like really long days with like, with mini sessions and I just, I can't do it anymore. Like about five hours in, I am broken <laughs> after crawling around on the ground and stuff. So she started thinking about other ways she could make a living on two legs instead of crawling around on all four and came up with the idea to sell pet themed merch from local artists in the front of her studio boutique style. Definitely like was doing uh, doing okay over there, but it was just in such a small community. Not a lot of people knew about it. And, and then, and then I just, um, I was like, I kind of grew out of that space. And with it was this idea that I could turn it into like, no, there's nobody in town that has this space that people can bring their pets to. Um, everyone has a patio. Yes. But like, I want to know, like as a pet owner on that snowy day or that rainy day or that really hot day, I want to know that I could still take my dog with me somewhere and have a place to go with that. That idea, that outgrowing of her space and the end of her lease came right as the world began to shut down. You know, the pandemic thing. That turned out to be, in some ways, though, a silver lining. As she found and was able to start pulling her vision together in the most perfect space for it on Macklin Avenue. As before, it was to be a mixed breed type of place, both boutique and photo studio. But now she wanted to add a coffee shop, a true lounge around with a good brew and better vibes kind of place. And with enough room to grow into, Lynn's imagination is running off leash. We really want to keep it, you know, that that vibe of like, come and, you know, you can sit inside and hang out with your dog and have a cup of coffee and hang with your friends or sit there on your laptop and have your dog snuggled up next to you on the sofa. Um, there's an outdoor area for them to run around. Um, it's, it's not a huge space. So it's not like, you know, frantic dogs running around everywhere. It's just, just a little taste of like being able to bring your dog somewhere and, and, and be social and get them out. It's, it's divided now into an event space that is open for it's my photo studio and event space so that the dogs can, there can, you know, you can use a space for any kind of event, but it can be a doggy birthday party, doggy yoga thing, like just you name it. We want to do arts and crafts. Um, of course, I work in rescue, animal rescue a lot. So I would, I'd love to find different ways to use the space for rescue events. Um, so I'm super excited. I, I found the space I fell in love with because it had the whole backyard area, as well as this beautiful space for events and my photo studio. And then the cafe, we just kind of made it happen in the space. I made it work because of those two other things that it had going for it. I grew up with dogs. You know, I my family, huge dog people. I have two of them right now. And it's one of them was at the groomer today and I was missing her while she was gone all day. It's just, <laughs> there's something about them. What is that something to you? Mm, um, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I don't... <sighs> That's, wow, that's tough. Um, put me on the spot. <laughs> what is that thing for me? Well, I don't know. I mean, I just, I've had dogs now. Like, I didn't grow up with dogs. Um, my mom was allergic, and I did not know what it was like to have a dog. And I really wasn't necessarily um, super 
I wasn't really like a super like into into animals at, growing up. That's the weird thing. It's like wow. Um, in my uh, like uh, in early 20s, I had a boyfriend at the time who convinced me that we needed a dog and, and we got one and, uh, and she became my best friend. Like I just fell in love with her and got it, got what it was that people were about dogs. And, uh, and she, you know, she went with me everywhere. She was, uh, I, I like to say the, you know, that thing that like, you have lots of relationships, but she's like that, she was there through all the other relationships that I had, um, the breakups and the, uh, the bad times and the good times. And she was just there to, to comfort me and, and make me laugh when I wanted to cry. And it just, so, so I got it, I got the dog thing and I, and then I got into rescue because of that. I was like, well, here's this dog. Um, and I need to, you know, like save all the other dogs. And so I started photographing, dogs that was my way of helping was it was to just try to get dogs adopted um and it just kind of spiraled that's it spiraled into like now you know I'm a dog crazy person (laughs) (laughs) how did you get to cafe coffee tea that kind of thing how did you um settle in on the coffee shop idea um well because I love coffee (laughs) (laughs) And I drink a lot of it. And I guess my go-to personally is, is being able to go somewhere that serves coffee (laughs) with my dog. Um, That's usually like, for me, the one place that I end up going is a coffee shop when I, you know, especially since most of everything I'm doing is always like, you know, editing or on the computer or something. Mm -hmm. So, so being able to just sit somewhere, it was like, okay, of course, coffee. I love coffee. And yeah. And it does seem to have that community stop in and hang out, make it part of your routine vibe that you're looking for with the business. I had played around for a while with the idea of, you know, beer, uh, you know, like a bar, but I just, uh, that, that totally, um, I just had to steer away from that idea because even though that sounds really fun in theory, I was like people drinking and not paying attention to the dog sounds very, um, uh, just like a big, I don't know, liability waiting to happen. I don't, I don't want to get into that. I don't want to get into managing people's dogs for them and whatnot. I want people to just have a safe place to bring their animal. So I figured, you know, coffee, like you said, coffee is a very um, quiet and neighborly and community sort of thing, as opposed to drinking and getting wild with your friends. <laughs> well, and to be fair, there are a lot of breweries in this town, a lot of microbreweries that kind of are up on the dog um cause you know the the yes. dog events yes. and you know so it's like it, that that's already a space that has some folks in it i can't think of a place where i could bring my laptop and write a story and have my dog with me except Absolutely. for right now home there's <laughs> been so much talk about how 2020 was the year of the dog and how our dogs were so excited to have us home all the time and they got to just be with us 100% and just curl up with us. And then, you know, that could be changing. A lot of that is a good thing. But in 2021, as we move forward, you know, there's going to be more time where your dog stays at home. Do you feel like Wagamama is a remedy to that or maybe a bridge from the lifestyle that our dogs have gotten so used to just being with us all the time to us actually being able to get out in the world again? I would like to believe so. <laughs> As a, I mean, it's, it is weird to have opened up um, 
at a time when, you know, people really are slightly leery about going out, obviously, and, um, and not being able to do the events that we had planned. So, um, but I'm super excited about the future of that being that space, that space that, yes, definitely bridges the, the point of like our dogs constantly being with us and, and being able to still continue to be with us. Hey, Dory, how does Milo feel about coffee? Um, he's here for it because it gets me out of bed and him fed and outside sooner. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Producer Dory almost uh, somewhere, maybe in the background of the zoom window. Occasionally Milo makes an appearance or feels like joining us for the recording. I've got Mia and Ronnie who usually are in the background snoozing at this time, but they're, uh, I don't really know what they're doing actually. So I don't know what Milo's doing either right now. I haven't seen him since I fed him and let him out this morning. <laughs> we were both so excited when we um, found out about this story because it's just a fun little, it's a fun idea being able to, I love, you know, it's fun to be able to take your dog places. Um, we've had some puppy playdates in your backyard, Dory, during pandemic times and being able to do it at a coffee shop is pretty cool. So the business partner, Lynn's business partner at Wagamama has been in the food business for 25 years at some pretty famous St. Louis restaurants. They're still working out the food situation, working with wholesalers and distributors and bakers and whatnot to make sure that they can get all of that rolled out. But they do plan on that as they continue kind of growing Wagamama there. So I, for one, love that name Wagamama, but is there like a story behind that or is there something more to that? Yeah, it's a cute word first off, but it's actually um, a Japanese term uh, that translates to something along the lines of spoiled child, <laughs> which is so funny, right? Like that's your, the dogs are the spoiled children, but it also sounds like what we want it uh-huh. to be with the wagging and the dogs. And I, I love it. I love it. I, that is perfect. I, I do love that. And yes, our dogs are so spoiled. They are, but they deserve it. Ooh, every bit of it. We're going to round up some food news story, uh, starting with one that kind of surprised me, actually. Yeah, so this one came out and surprised me as well. So remember a couple weeks ago, we talked about Wheelhouse and Star Bar being forced to close down for a year because they were violating city health code violations, um, like mask mandates and social distancing orders. Well, they came to an agreement with the city of St. Louis so they can reopen. So this agreement has a whole lot of stipulations with it, including doing temperature checks for employees and visitors there. Um, They have to put up a whole bunch of social distancing signs and they're limited to a third of their occupancy, which is lower than the city's 50% uh, limit that's in place right now. Plus they have to pay to have police enforce that occupancy. I can like barely say that word today, occupancy order. (laughs) So they have to have police on site, making sure that they're following those rules um wheelhouse can reopen this friday start bar and midwestern can open next friday uh midwestern was only ordered to close for 30 days but they're also kind of rolled into this reopening Mm -hmm. plan because they're all owned by the same people hmm interesting well i mean for what it's worth and i think we clarified this on the episode um the health order said up to 
January 2022, you know, unless ordered otherwise. So there always mm-hmm. was this room in there. They were pretty defiant and pretty um, vocal about how they didn't think their shutdown was fair. Uh, a lot of people were protesting that. So hopefully all these terms come along with a realization that from on behalf of these business owners that they do have a responsibility to have a safe establishment, especially during a pandemic. And hopefully they follow the rules this time and are able to stay open because I also know that there are a lot of people who work there who are depending on the ownership doing the right thing. So good luck to them. Good luck to them. And they must know that they've got a lot of eyeballs watching them to make sure that they're going to be following those orders. Absolutely. Speaking of eyeballs, this one is something that's pretty uh, popular. Yeah, so this one and the next couple stories we have, I have a whole lot of sweet news for us today. So we can kind of get your sweet tooth going there. So Nathaniel Reed Bakery was just honored as being the top, one of the top dessert spots across the U.S. and Canada. This was based on a list from Yelp. Um, They put together the list, included a spot from each state based on reviews, based on Yelp reviews. And when it came to Missouri, Nathaniel Reed took the cake. No surprise there. I think it's interesting that Yelp reviews still do so much. Do you look at Yelp reviews when you're looking for a new place? I do. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. look at the reviews, um, pictures, just to kind of make sure it's like, okay, this place sounds like it'll be good, but what do people actually say? Yeah. Right, right. Especially when you're traveling. I think that that's, Mm -hmm. you know, Yelp, TripAdvisor, those kind of things. It's interesting to see what people say. So very cool. Just a reminder that, you know, you don't always have to spend a lot of money at places to do good for them and help support them. Social media comments, um, positive reviews on sites like that could do a lot of good. Yep, definitely. Um, And another place we've got making some national headlines today, Donut Stop in Lime, which is my old stomping ground, Mm -hmm. was just named as the best place in Missouri to grab a donut. So this was from Food and Wine Magazine. They said that they, that Donut Stop is known for their cherry fritters, fry pies, and French crullers. Um, And I, I cannot argue this place. I grew up maybe like a two minute drive from them and <laughs> it was the go-to place. I haven't had them in a long time. I need to get them again, but they are well known here in the St. Louis area now getting some national recognition from food and wine magazine. Um, and this list was also written by the same guy who dubbed joy is the best sandwich in Missouri. So clearly this guy has some really good taste. I feel like we need to find him and talk to him. Ooh, it's a good idea. Because I feel like it's also, or Dory, we should work out one of us moonlighting for like Food and Wine Magazine or somewhere else because having uh, having St. Louisans in high places in the food world can do us it's, some good. I like it, it. It's doing us a lot of good. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So from your stomping grounds to mine, Dory, we've got some news in St. Charles. Yeah, a couple openings coming there soon. So Baked Bear just announced their second location. It's going to be on North Main Street. So Baked Bear, if you're not familiar with them, they have a location in the city. It's a super popular ice cream sandwich shop. Just go to their Instagram page and you will not stop scrolling, looking at all the amazing (laughs) looking creations that they have there. They don't have an opening date yet, but they are teasing and posting on social. So that is coming soon. I I crave them all the time and I've only been there once. Um, One of our colleagues posted that in our breaking news Slack channel. (laughs) Like I'm pretty sure during some actual like 
big breaking news. Like there was a lot of stuff to keep track of during that moment. And she was like, this is breaking news. <laughs> baked bear coming to St. Charles. So that's what it means for folks. So if you have yet to try baked bear, it's it's big news, even in the news world. Exactly. Yeah. Good context there. <laughs> um, okay. So another opening in St. Charles, loaded elevated nachos. We talked about them a few weeks ago. They have been doing pop-ups at that Narwhals location in St. Charles. So the restaurant is now fully open as of today. This is Wednesday. They are now fully open, um, up and running. So you can go get you some really tasty sounding nachos, not just, you know, nacho cheese and meat on there. They've got some really cool creations. I'm super excited to try this. And it's like every time I've wanted to, um, I've haven't been able to head out there for various reasons, but now I'm like, okay, I need to put this on the list ASAP. Um, these, you know, the guys behind narwhals are so cool and it's fun to see what they're coming up with next. And they, they hit something neat with narwhals. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, that it's not just going to be nachos with different toppings they're gonna do it well i'm excited about that exactly maybe that'll be on a future edition of best thing i had to eat this week if all goes as planned but for now we're gonna look back on the week that was dory what's the best thing you've eaten in the last seven days so i kind of showed my hand on this one i posted it on instagram on our instagram uh over the weekend so My husband and I were not able to take part in the ice cream for breakfast events that were going on Saturday. So we did our own little celebration in our house. We were inspired by the donut ice cream sandwich that Isis Plain and Fancy was doing, which I did sort of try to buy one and they sold out literally while I was checking out. So they went super fast on their site, but we ended up making our own version. We swung by Clementine's and grabbed a pint of the Italian butter cookie ice cream, which is my just absolute Mm -hmm. favorite flavor that they have. And then I went to Donut Drive-In in South City and grabbed some fresh apple fritters. They were like hot out of the fryer. Oh my God, there was, oh, they were so good. Um, So brought that home. I sliced the apple fritter in half and then put a scoop of the ice cream in the middle. And oh my gosh, it was so dangerously good. Like, I feel like I'm gaining five pounds right now just thinking about it, but it was so worth it. And that's amazing. I I want to, I want that to be my breakfast every weekend now. Hey, Dory, you know what? It can be. It can can be. be. (laughs) I say it can be. (laughs) It was so good. Yes. (laughs) You are a grown independent woman who can eat whatever you want for breakfast. I like it. I love it. That sounds, mm. Good for you. Good for you. So mine was a breakfast item on Sunday. So I decided, and I kind of hinted at this about the whole, uh, you know, watching the Super Bowl. I don't really care. Didn't really care about the game. I decided I was going to root for the Chiefs just because. And then I pulled out all the red M&Ms from a leftover bag of Christmas M&Ms. And so the little M was for Mahomes and... I don't know why, like, I don't know why I did that to myself because I didn't need to be rooting for anybody and I could have just not cared, but then I had to get sad on top of all of it. But luckily I had a lot of uh, (laughs) good food that day. I fried up some chicken wings and things like that. But earlier in the day, I'd gotten to start with uh, trying the brunch from Songbird. So it's a new place, relatively new place that's opened up in the Grove. I got the crawfish etouffee toast. Ooh. Right? I was like not a hundred percent sure how it was going to look or be. 
Um, and it was delicious. It was nice because sometimes you want those flavors, but like, you know, it, it can be kind of a heavy meal. And it was not a heavy way to start the day at all. Because again, as I mentioned, I went on to eat a lot of fried chicken wings <laughs> later that night and red M&Ms. And it was just a really nice kind of actually relatively light breakfast lunch combo. Um, great for when it was cold out. And I, I think I've told you I've been kind of craving a lot of those like Cajun Creole type of flavors lately. Um, mm-hmm. And so it hit the spot. It was good. And I'm excited. They have a breakfast tamale on the menu that I'm excited to try soon, too. I haven't tried them yet, but I know they opened like late last year in the mm-hmm. Grove, which is real close to where I live too. So I need to give that a try. That sounds really good. And that especially like a crawfish etouffee this time of year, just like perfect. Right. It was really, really good. And a uh, shout out because the, the folks that doing the takeout, they were really, really friendly, really helpful. And I just, it was a really positive first experience there. Um, and that kind of leads into our weekend events. Speaking of things that are a little New Orleans flavored, mm-hmm. it is supposed to be Mardi Gras weekend. We're talking about the weekend of February 12th, 13th, 14th. It should have been Mardi Gras this Saturday. And you know what? It still is in some ways. So there's not going to be the big parade or the big gathering this year, as there shouldn't be. Um, But they are still the folks who put on Soulard Mardi Gras are still going to be putting on some events, including a virtual wiener dog derby, which is my favorite event of all. Of course. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, They're going to be live streaming on the Soulard Mardi Gras Facebook page. That's happening Saturday at two o'clock. There is just keep following that Facebook page again. And I still got my Mardi Gras beads out and I'm probably still just going to like wear my Mardi Gras beads on Saturday because why not? Why not? Um, Yes. If you really want to get out the door, though, some places are still doing different events. Molly's in Soulard. They're going to have a ticketed entrance. You have to buy ahead of time. Sports and Social at Ballpark Village is also doing a Mardi Gras brunch with the crew. If you are interested in that, Um, again, check all of that information out online and make sure you get some time, you know, get your plans worked out ahead of time, which is always a good idea for Mardi Gras, by the way, (laughs) like plan your meeting place, uh, you know, work it all out ahead of time. Um, This year, you just need tickets for whatever it is that you're working on. Nice. Um, Well, I guess without too much Mardi Gras stuff going on, we can maybe focus a little more on love and the lovebirds out there because it is Valentine's Day weekend we have a whole weekend for it this year um and we put together a whole big list of ways you guys can really dig in and get some good food and eats and special ways to celebrate the day with your special loved one whoever that is Mm -hmm. um and for also want to note that we'll put a link to all of this information in the episode notes so you can find all of the information there too but Let's get going here. We've got Cafe La Vie, which is the new restaurant inside the Le Meridian Hotel in Clayton. They're offering a five-course dine-in menu. It's $65 a person. You can go ahead and make reservations for that online. And over at Hole Mole, the new ghost kitchen from Mission Taco Joint, they have a special menu this weekend that includes shrimp and grits, carne asada, and my favorite here, a Mexican chocolate creme brulee. Sounds mm. so good. Um, you can order from them online by Saturday night and that you can get them through pickup or delivery. And if you're wanting some other sweets for your weekend, we've got Russell's doing some specials. They have chocolate dipped strawberries 
and a special chocolate and buttermilk, different kind of cakes there. Mm -hmm. And they're also known for their gooey butter cake, right? So mm -hmm. they're doing a special this weekend. That sounds absolutely delicious. It's, it's a tart cherry chocolate chip gooey butter. That sounds so good. Um, and remember, they're shipping nationwide now, too, if you need to send something to a loved one from afar. Um, they're going to also have a four-course dinner menu for dine-in or pickup. And you can order all of that online or by giving them a call. Mm, that sounds so, so good. Um, a couple more sweet options, including Clementine's. We love the, well, you love the hot chocolate bomb. You got, we get some positive reviews from the hot chocolate bomb, right? So if anybody is interested in still trying one of those, they're going to have some new options, including a heart shaped hot chocolate bomb. So adorable. Looks so good on your Instagram. And they will also have a new toffee flavor, which I bet would be really, really tasty as well. Um, the retreat gastro, the guys at retreat gastro pub and yellow belly are both going to be offering three course dinners for dine in or carry out on Valentine's. Yellow bellies is going to have kind of a surf and turf twist, which is a fun option if you're really dreading the fact that it's going to be so cold outside. Um, you can treat yourself to some really good meals from them. That'll be Yes. Nice. That sounds really good. And if you're, if you were inspired by our episode last week with the charcuterie and you just want to kind of maybe get your own just to see what it's like, our folks uh, at Volpe Foods are putting together a charcuterie box for two. It's $15, which is pretty reasonable. Really comes reasonable, with, yeah. Yeah, it's really cute too. So it comes with strawberries, cheese, chocolate, and my favorite part, they have meats, like slices of meats that are in the shape of roses. So it is just adorable on top of that. Which um, actually like works more than you want it to work when you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Also, um, speaking of our last week's episode, I heard from a few people who said that they, and I'm not going to say who, but they are planning on buying said uh, Charcou and the Lou spreads for their Valentine or Galentine celebration this weekend. So pretty nice. cool. That is a, yes, the forget the chocolate and roses. Get me a charcuterie box. I'll take um, that. Um, roses shaped meat. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. Um, so you can order that Um by either going to their store in the hill or by calling them up. And how about some other unique arrangements for your Valentine? Schlafly is putting together beer bouquets, which it's not exactly like beer on a stick or anything. It's just <laughs> pretty much a six pack of your Valentine's favorite Schlafly beers. So you can put that together through them. And then one of my favorites here too, Grace Meat and Three. So they had fried chicken bouquets that looked like a whole bouquet with tenders just like in an arrangement. <laughs> Those are sold out. So you can't do that, but they are still offering a chicken and bubbles package. Comes with a whole bird, a bottle of champagne or a bucket of beer. You get a pint of one of their delicious sides, a chocolate cheese pie, plus a small tea light and a flower so you can set the mood. I mean... I, so it's funny because Dory, you and I were talking about this ahead of time and we're not like, you know, you don't have to take us somewhere romantic <laughs> or anything like that. Um, hopefully your husband is listening to this episode and remembers <laughs> that Valentine's Day is this weekend so he can at least tell you happy Valentine's Day. There we go. Yeah. I've got to say, so every year. <laughs> 
White Castle has their <gasps> white, you know, white tablecloth Valentine's Day experience. Yes. Never really done that, but it's always been kind of funny. I think we talked about it on the podcast. Um, my mama and papa, they're my mama who I talked about recently on the podcast. Um, we just laid her to rest uh, recently. Mama and Papa's first ever date was at a White Castle. And yeah, and that's, you know, it was always kind of like lore in the family. So my fiance got us the reservations at White Castle this year. And it's a car hop setup. So you sit and you eat in your car and they'll bring out your sliders to you and your car and everything. So it'll still be COVID safe. And I got to say, I don't normally like set any kind of expectations. I don't need anything, but this is something I'm I'm actually pretty excited about it. (laughs) That is so thoughtful and sweet and, you know, tasty too, because I love me some White Castle. So that is so sweet. I love that. I know. They say good things come in small boxes. This year it's in a slider box for me. There you go. Abby East St. Louis is a five on your side production. I'm Abby Larico. And I'm Dory Almost. Please be sure you are subscribed to our podcast. We want to make sure you do not miss a beat. Leave us a rating and a review. That's what we want for Mardi Gras and Valentine's Day. That's how you can show us some love. We also want you to follow along with us. Find out the crazy concoctions Dory's whipping up on a Saturday morning by following our Instagram. We're at Abby Eats St. Louis. Whatever you do this weekend, be safe, be warm. Happy Mardi Gras. Happy Valentine's Day. And seize the plate.